the fabulous body design podcast just turned one year i can't believe i'm sitting here already for a year speaking into this microphone and talking to so many amazing people all over the world thank you for listening this thank you goes to you without you this show wouldn't be here and thank you for asking me in such a loving way to reflect on my work and travel journey through Southeast Asia. Some of you listeners have voted whether they want to hear about how to make a podcast, how to have your own podcast, or hearing about how to work and travel and how to plan that. So the votings were clear and today I am reflecting for you on my work and travel through Southeast Asia. I know many of you have the same dream. The reason why we are starting building or considering it to run our own online business is because we want to have that freedom. That freedom of being able to go to places, to delve into cultures beyond just a two-week holiday that we usually can afford during the year because the other time we have to go to our office in our corporate jobs. That freedom that we can stay longer at one place and experience that culture, that we can really spend time at the place, explore it beyond the touristic attractions because there is time. That's fun. Having the freedom to escape either cold winters or hot summers, depending on what you prefer. And having the freedom of not having to ask for permission for a holiday from your boss. That freedom, and we know the answer lays in running your own online business. And that's why you are here. And I want to encourage you to have that vision. Even if it sounds impossible, even if it sounds ridiculous, because I've been there. I have been dreaming about this for so, so many years. Did I believe it's possible? No, I didn't. And even more, I'm thankful now for you asking me to reflect on this, because this is something I have achieved that definitely deserves a place on my success tag. Back then, I did not believe this will ever be possible. And when I committed 2019 to go fully online, and I told my partner, who is working in the diving industry and eventually was considering moving somewhere else for another job, I promised him, without knowing what I'm getting myself into, that I will be able to take that laptop and travel the world wherever he wants or needs to work at the moment. I made this promise to him, but it was my big dream too. It, I, I have had that big vision. And I want to encourage you, have that big vision. Dream big. Because there are so many ways to reach a small goal. And those ways can be confusing because they all work. But there are only a very, very little ways to reach and hit that big goal. Remember that. I have recorded two short episodes for you on the importance of having a big vision. It's episode 33 if you want to listen back later. Looking back now at this work and travel and the reason why I wanted to travel 
for so long is because I wanted to experience whether I would like that, whether I would really like to live this nomadic life that I thought I wanted to. I wanted to travel Southeast Asia for a long, 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 long time, which was in the end eight and a half months. Because I just find those long flights very annoying. I actually hate flying. And the longer the flight, the more of a burden for me. So going there for two weeks to such a faraway country, if I travel from Europe to Southeast Asia, was just never a thing for me. It's just, you're going to spend... Two days traveling, a third day recovering, and you've got a total of 14 days. That makes 11, and you have to deduct again two from that because you have to travel back as well. It's just not comfortable. And I wanted to get to know the culture. I wanted to see how, what are people doing out there. And it is so different, I can tell you that. So for me, I knew that if I want to experience as many countries as possible in a very short period of time, meaning like within a year rather than uh, my entire life, because there are so many countries I still want to see, I need to make this work. So at that time, I had my business already up and running. So I was fully online at the moment when we decided that we are going to travel. However, in order to be able to travel, you can have your business established and go and travel, or you can choose to build your business while being abroad. If this is financially for you affordable, I would highly recommend doing so. I will get to that a little bit later. But the first question I want to answer to you guys, the question was, how much money did we spend on flights and what are the costs of a work and travel, how we did it. So I be honest with you, I haven't done the effort to look at all the flights we paid and to calculate it. But how we went about it is my partner has found a flight tracker where you can look on the map and the country where you currently are, and you can check which direct flights are being offered. That means that those flights are usually cheaper, and we chose our travel tour, basically, based on those flights. Southeast Asia in general, even the flights are not expensive, and you can always choose to travel less. For living, We have spent much more money than initially planned because when I was looking back home at Airbnbs, I haven't really considered the fact that we are two people sitting on laptops. My conversations are confidential most of the time. I just prefer sitting in peace and working focused. I am talking a lot either recording, collaborating, or serving my clients, where my partner is doing quiet work. So we realized then when we actually started booking our rooms, hotels, and apartments, that we need two rooms. And there is barely anything available with two rooms, two desks, two comfortable chairs with a good lightning. So this has become an overall love (laughs) and challenge for us 
to be able to find those places and they turn out to be more pricey as we thought because everything went to such a bigger space than the initially initiated booking but it was for the comfort it was very important for us to feel home and that was a requirement so in general the advice i can give you like no matter how much we want to pre-calculate the cost of the travels because we also have running costs at home obviously right the advice i can give you like with everything, no matter if you are creating a presentation, if you are planning a project, if you are planning to make any investments, it's always time to. This is the time to rule that always applies. You will always need to invest more than you thought and it will take you double the time. And I can tell you also for work and travel, just everything you think that you will be spending, double it. And this will be about the amount that you will be spending. Just there are so many unexpected costs as well as visas that we knew the first visa that we paid for, but we did not take into account that we need to issue many more visas along the way. So that was a couple of hundreds that were extra. You might also discover along the way a new hobby. We are divers. I mean, that's not a new discovery, but diving is expensive. Diving in Thailand is amazing. So with the diving, you might discover that you like climbing. You might find a group that likes hiking and you will be going on very exclusive hikes that just because they are guided or need any, I don't know, perhaps equipment are more expensive. So keep that in mind that just your travel will be more fun if you also allow yourself to spend the amount to enjoy it. And here is one thing to keep in mind. I think I don't want to go too much into that travel planning because if you desire to travel a lot, you already must have figured out that you like traveling. And I think you have done that by traveling eventually. So it's nothing else like you used to go on a holiday. But what you need to keep in mind is, first of all, if you have your online business already, you will need an office. And Southeast Asia, for example, is not very easy to travel in these terms. We have figured it out along the way because the lightning is bad. They just don't do good light. And they sometimes have light bulbs that did not... Uh, somehow functioned with the shutter speed of my camera so I had a constant flicker in there and it was just ridiculous this is something I've never seen before in Europe but experienced it in Southeast Asia so the circumstances you might be facing and believe it or not you will not find it out on the internet it's just people do not speak about these small things but these small things can be a big challenge in the day if you actually have to work so if you plan a work and travel, don't focus on the travel part because I know you know how to travel and how to plan a holiday. More focus on the work. And what I, what I mean by that, to plan your work is that whenever you move places, have a spare 
day. I am not kidding you. It is almost impossible to be on time for appointments if you have to arrive on the same day to enter accommodation, to make yourself feel comfortable, to set up your office again. You will be hungry. You will not know where the supermarket is to quickly go and get something. You will find things that don't work like internet for example even if it was promised it just might be the day where the internet doesn't work then you have to find other solutions at home you have your phone right you can use your mobile data you can use mobile data in southeast asia or wherever you are as well however you will need to find a shop that sells that cards um, the sim cards or if you are using an eSIM, you will need to find your way around in order to establish that. And it is so stressful. I'm not saying this has happened all the time when we were moving places, but there was most of the time something where we said, all right, that travel day we use for leaving and arriving and checking in and making ourselves comfortable. And these days are non-working days. This was a lifesaver. And speaking of the moving part, I'm sure you want to see as many places as possible. So did we. I'm not kidding you. What the plans we had and what we actually seen, there were roads in between. But the reason for that is, and everybody will tell you this who has been traveling longer and working during that travel, Moving places is tiring, even if it feels super adventurous and no matter how much you wanted to live this lifestyle, it is so tiring and exhausting packing those bags and unpacking them and packing them again and all this office equipment. Initially, I wanted to travel with a laptop, but because we traveled so long, I was traveling with a ring light. I was traveling with my microphone. I was traveling with more equipment than I initially planned and dragging this along all the time. It's just, my gosh, such a nightmare it became eventually. It's just, I can't even explain it. It just gets so annoying. And I can also give you, I can recommend you travel light. The mistake I made is that I packed jeans. I don't know why I thought I need jeans in Southeast Asia. I never wore them, but I've been dragging them with me eight and a half months. So again, whatever you pack in your bag before leaving, half of it, I'm sure you can leave at home. And also enjoy that you can go shopping. I enjoyed shopping in Kuala Lumpur. They have so many nice designer stores where young designers are creating clothes and and selling them like very great unique pieces and i took some stuff from there i bought some stuff in thailand so keep in mind that you can leave half of the stuff you want to take at home so eventually if you plan a long long travel just keep in mind that also you won't see every place you wanted to see but that's okay. I'm saying that from my own experience because we have developed such a FOMO feeling there. FOMO stands for fear of missing out. Because again, you are not on a vacation. You are on a vacation. 
that stands for work and vacation. So the vacation part is not the hard part. The work part is the hard part. So imagine you arrive in the dream destination, the country you always wanted to be, and you know you're going to spend there for about four weeks, which is already longer than a normal holiday. You still have to work. We worked Monday to Thursday initially, Eventually, we added on a fifth day just uh, to catch up with a few things when it got busy at times. But then, when the weekend hits, those plans were big. We need to see this, we need to see that, and we need to see another temple, and we need to go this place. If you are from Europe, keep in mind that any other continent or any other country you will be visiting outside of Europe is just so much bigger than what you are used to. Those distances you make are huge. The climate is different. The food is different. The people are different. The culture is different. So there's constant adjustment needed. There is constant things coming at you that are all so exciting, but you also need to be able to deal with that. And we just found ourselves in a place of total exhaustion like in a very funny way because this was actually very pleasant just at one point we or i said like i can't anymore i'm tired of having fun simply because we developed this fear of missing out and if you don't do it now when then and are we ever going to go back to this place and now because we are here for such a long time we have to see it all well try it it won't work. It's just when you are in a place for a longer time or you are away for, from home for a long time and you need to work, you need to start from the beginning to establish habits that serve your life which again is not only being on vacation. We behave different when we are on holiday. We don't stick to our habits, our routines, to, you know, creating downtime, to into creating time to rest. We don't do that on vacation. But I highly recommend doing it during a work and travel. The time to adapt to newness is just time that your body, your soul, your mind will need. And allow yourself as well not to see everything. Because after all, you are working. And also it depends on your focus. I was very much focused on selling my brand new offer. My one-on-one intensive where I help women to start their online businesses with ease. Where I help them build their strategies and the mindset they need to make their first sale and succeed in business. So I was so focused on that and I had a goal in mind. And depends what your goal is. You will need to accept that you need to dedicate the time to it as well. So there is this formal thing, but being aware of it is already a huge, huge step. Yeah, and I don't think I have to give you any tips when we speak about how to plan your weekends. There is so much to see. The only thing I want to give away here is please go and enjoy it to the fullest. And 
if you are on this travel, give yourself the credits for it because this is what you did. This is what you accomplished. You are able to work and travel or you are working on your business, building your business while you are traveling. This is a huge achievement. So once you get there, don't forget to give yourself the credits and every weekend or every day you go exploring new places, remind yourself exactly about that. So now, why I said before that if you can afford it financially to go on a work and travel while building your business. What I experienced there was amazing and I never had it before in my life. When we are working on our businesses on weekends next to our nine to five job or even next to our families, friends and our normal life obligation, so to say, next to every invitation, every celebration, holidays whatsoever, there is so much distraction. And I see this with many people or even with my clients when they start their business, that a big junk to swallow is that you just need to make certain sacrifices or at least need to get need to create new habits in order to be able to do this work. Next to everything I mentioned before. While when you're traveling, if you're traveling alone or with your partner, a friend, I was traveling with my partner, all we had there was us. Every now and then we met somebody new along the way, we met some friends. But because you travel, you never establish those obligations towards those people, right? You, we don't owe each other anything. We meet, potentially we meet a second time and then never again. There is no birthdays to be celebrated. There is no family dinners to be attended. There is nothing except you, the time you want to spend outside the house to explore culture and food and people and your business. And I did not even notice that during the vacation while I was traveling that this is such a value that I gained there that I can fully focus there. I noticed that only when I came back home and I made my new schedule and I did establish a normal eight-hour working day and I was not managing to do the work. And I asked my partner, like, what's wrong with me? I'm not doing the work anymore. Like, I cannot get things done that I want to get done. How did I do this in Southeast Asia? And he then just lovingly said, in Southeast Asia, you've been working all the time. And then I was like, oh, all right. I just probably didn't see it as such because I was working with a time difference. This is something, by the way, you need to keep in uh, need to keep in account if you work uh, in certain time zones and if you provide your services to, depending where your people, if you're working with basically. But because I was working with plus seven hours, with a difference of seven hours, I was working usually earliest noon but more like afternoon 3 p.m i started working if it comes to appointments and sometimes they they went all the way to late night like 10 p.m 11 p.m and what to do in the mornings if you you know 
I've been doing sports, I've been going out, we made walks, we didn't do any exploration on our working days because it was always 40 degrees humid and still having a whole working day ahead has would have been too much for me personally to handle. So sometimes I really did sit down and I was working on project that I projects that I haven't been considering as work. But what it comes down to, I've been working so much more. And this has brought me so much further than I would have ever thought. So if you have the chance to travel and work on your business while being abroad without all these distractions, I can highly recommend doing so. For me, it was a game changer, but I did not notice it until I was made aware of it. Speaking of work and focus, I don't know what you have in mind when you think of working and traveling, how you see yourself. Do you see yourself, and I mean this quite depends on what you are doing, do you see yourself working in coffee shops and public places where you meet a lot of like-minded people? Or do you see yourself working in your hotel room or in your Airbnb or rented apartment? It makes a difference. For me, I can't work in coffee shops, to be honest. Never. Because again, I need a quiet space for me personally, for my clients, for my podcast. And I just like to focus. I don't want to be bothered or interrupted by anything during my work because this is how I work the best, how I get done quickly with things. And just it saves me so much time that I like to use differently. So depend on what you want and with who you want to mingle because of course in those coffee shops in those uh, nomad hubs however they all call them you will find like-minded people but this is usually in all the places in the faraway countries that are pretty much westernized so you will have to choose whether you want to be in those westernized parts where you meet like-minded people or if you want to go to places that are a little bit more closer to the actual culture of the country, so a bit more local, but there you won't meet anyone. And I don't think, at least in Southeast Asia, there is not much in between. In between is a jungle. So keep in mind that if you work on your business and you have nobody with you, no nobody to connect with, that you might want to go to a few westernized places to just reconnect with people also on a business level. Otherwise, your journey will get super lonely. I didn't go to those places. I thought, you know, talking to my partner is enough, who is not an entrepreneur, but quite well understands me. And he's a very important person to me, for me to go to. But I missed out on the point of, you know, connecting with like-minded people because I was just so, you know, busy with working and traveling. So I forgot how important it is to every now and then, even if only online, to connect with people where you can just have this exchange and share your experiences, struggles, obstacles and wins with somebody who really understands and somebody who is really into the same thing you are doing. So I'm a big networker in general and networking and meeting people is so important. But for a reason, while I was traveling, I just missed out on that. And this is another learning just to keep that in mind that it might get very lonely 
if you are yeah far away from everybody so it has its pluses and minuses like everything in life and with being reminded that i was working so much during our travel or so much i never experienced it as such i truly enjoyed myself i truly enjoyed doing the work and not being bothered of having to go anywhere or having no appointments that was incredible but there is something i could let go of something i could let go of was yet another part of my employee thinking so employee thinking is something that where we think like an employee and this thinking is just so different to when you run your own business and this is holding so many people back uh, another short episode on this is episode 45 so go there and listen back later i could let go of a big, huge chunk of my employee thinking during this travel in terms of how much i work or my partner likes working too so and we both have this employee thinking kind of thing so when we worked many hours in a day we haven't discussed it really openly and what happened there is that we said well uh, 7 p.m we go out for dinner all right 7 p.m hits nobody really ready to go out for dinner we are still rounding up work and i see and he was screaming like oh, i need another 20 minutes to round up something he was doing where I was like, yeah, sure, take your time. Deeply, like deep within, actually being like, oh yes, I can work another 20 minutes because I, I've got something to finish too. Again, hoping that he will actually not need 20 minutes, but 30 minutes because I knew that my thing to run up needs longer. If I haven't paid attention to his 20 minutes, we easily ended up sitting another 45 minutes where he came to apologize and being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that I've worked so much. Um, I hope you're not waiting for me where I was like, huh, what are you talking about? I was so focused on my work. I didn't even notice that he was gone for so long unless I was hungry. But if not, I did not notice that. And we kept on playing this game and putting ourselves into an uncomfortable, uncomfortable situation at first by um, trying not to be this workaholic kind of person. And... But we both are. So eventually we just found it out and be like, you know what? Let's not have these conversations anymore. If somebody during the week wants to work, then please let's do so. Without having to explain ourselves to each other. This is ridiculous. We are in a relationship. We have both our visions and plans and we are pretty much aligned in our values and what we want from our life and actually we both like working so why being awkward about this so this was something that i could really let go of this employee thinking that there is no measure how much i work on my work and travel because who cares and who's gonna tell me what's wrong or right and i can only tell you take care of yourself get enough sleep and get enough rest eat and drink well and keep yourself sane however you do that. Regulate your nervous system by calming down in your way, whether these are walks, meditation, breath work, whatever you like doing, keep that in mind. But other than that, please go and work because the effort you need to put in your business, and this is no matter whether you work and travel or whether you're at home, 
it is an effort you need to make. And if you feel like doing so, I think there is nothing that should ever stop you from doing so, right? And I'm talking more about this in, in episode 45. So just wanna not, I don't want to repeat myself here again, but this was a learning where I, or a commitment to myself, where I just said, I like working. And this was just such a, you know, it was like somebody has given me a warm hug and saying like, oh, seems like you found something you like. And this was just a confirmation. Another thing I learned is what really resilience means. What does resilience mean to you? Building resilience is something that we need to do, especially as business owners, that not everything that happens is against you or to be taken personally, and that there are just things that are out of our control, 100% out of our control that are happening, and we need to deal with that immediately. So, you know, pity parties are just sometimes a waste of time and a loss of opportunity. So why I'm saying this to you, when I thought I'm resilient up to a level, during our vacation, I learned I am not. Because what was easy at home to handle in your, in your environment you are used to, in the environment that is full of comfort, that wasn't so easy abroad anymore because you will be overall challenged in a way of having to deal with planning. I mean, you're planning your journey with finding new homes, finding new destinations you want to visit. Every time you change location, find a new supermarket, dealing with language, dealing with different climate, whatever it is. So you're dealing with a lot. And even if you're not conscious about it, you're still doing it. Otherwise, you won't find your way through that. So when I thought I'm resilient, I learned that actually, no, I was not. And resilience means that if something happens that you do not numb out your emotions, but you actually accept that sucky moment, that you get it in and act in order to resolve the situation instead of numbing down, pretending it never happened and moving on because this leads instantly to burnout and you will crash eventually. So what we had a lot, and that was internet issues simply because there are power cuts in certain countries there are things not working I, I believe like everywhere in the world you just don't experience this as such when you are on a holiday and on a holiday you don't care if the internet is out for two days because you go to the lobby you go to another cafe if you really need to but it's not such a thing like a necessity when you have appointments and you need to work it was in a time where I was recording another batch of my podcast. I had to be very, very strategic about this because we were in places sometimes where it was incredibly loud, where I just couldn't record because there was a constant buzz around us, right? And these microphones are sensitive and just never wanted to have this quality of my work going down because of that. So I really had to plan and plan those people with the 
another different time zone, etc., etc. And this one batch I was recording was in a hotel where they suddenly got such a bad internet connection and we could not even communicate that to the reception because they didn't speak English. I know, use Google Translate, but if they don't get it, they don't get it. And I was tired at the time. I didn't sleep for a month. Like, not true, really. And I'm very sensitive if I don't get enough sleep. I'm one of these people, like, I need to sleep if I want to be the best version of myself towards anybody else and being productive. So I was tired and then this entire internet thing didn't work and I lost it there. I really lost it. I was about to drop everything and when I mean everything, my podcast, my business, book a flight home and start over. Now, this would have never happened to me at home because at home I would have asked a friend if I could use their place. I would, I could use the guest apartment. I could, you know, there would be just instant thinking in solutions because you know your environment. However, this, I wasn't able to do this in Chiang Mai, in Thailand. I was out of anything that was reality. And being in this state also taught me that I can't think logically anymore. If my partner wouldn't have been, I would have probably done exactly that. Dropped my podcast, dropped my business, booked a flight home, and I don't know what I would have done then, but I was so close to give up because I just couldn't handle it anymore. And this happened once. I was helped. My partner did an amazing job. He arranged internet for us. He was fighting to get me another room where we were closer to the router. So it has been a lot, but without him, I wouldn't have done this. And I quickly realized like, oh my gosh, what it really means to have a supportive environment, an environment where you feel comfortable is such a thing. It's a big thing. And we, I didn't have that. So the next time these things happened, I allowed myself to be mad. I allowed myself to pity myself a little bit. It was a more of a, why do I deserve this again? But a very short moment, right? And in the second moment, I just jumped up and be like, okay, I need to look for different solutions and I need to look a little bit with more effort for it because they don't come as easy as at home. So this was such a resilient builder for me that this I went even more into a state of not giving up and becoming more and more this unshakable person that I actually really want to be and need to be in order to run my business the way I want to run it. And Southeast Asia has taught me this. And this was one of the reasons why I wanted to go away from home to explore myself in different circumstances. I haven't been out of my comfort zone for many years already, except for building my business. But I have been here in a very, very comfortable environment, living and working. And I just wanted this. I went, I learned so many things about it, as well about, about my relationship. We had so much time to talk. We had so much time to speak about our future and we went there to see where our future is going to be, how our future is going to look like. So you 
have a reason as well why you want to go on this work and travel. And it's probably not just being around because, you know, maybe a holiday would have been enough for that too. I'm sure you have other intentions. You want to go on a discovery. Perhaps you want to meet different people. Maybe you want to discover economics. Maybe you want to discover culture, learn something new. Maybe you want to go a little bit more spiritual. People travel for spiritual um, learnings in different countries. So whatever your intention is, make sure that when you travel, you also go and experience exactly that. It is so easy to lose track when you are abroad because let me tell you, sun is shining. It is beautiful to be wherever I want to be with so little limit and it's easy to lose track for what you actually came. Speaking of what I learned from that as well is no matter how much I enjoy this, how much I always wanted to travel and I still want badly and I will, I will never leave my home for eight months again. This has been just too much. This has been just too much of an effort for me. And I also have to admit, I learned that I like Western countries. So if I go to any anything that is not westernized or any country that is not westernized, I will just stay there for a shorter time. I will do my month or two if I want to, if I need to work. And other than that, I would just always check in into my home base a little bit quicker than just eight and a half months because I have to say it really made me tired though zero regrets here it was just one learning after learning after another learning the only thing we haven't found out is where we want to live like it was more of a thing to leave Greece to discover whether we want to really go back to Greece and live here or whether we want to live in Southeast Asia. By the time we left Southeast Asia, we didn't know nothing. We didn't know whether we want to live in Greece, but we knew that we don't want to live in Southeast Asia, which was a decision we have made after my partner got his new job. So having this summarized now, I hope you find some takeaways that are really helpful to you, that encourage you to go and explore to encourage you not to be scared that to be scared that you won't be able to run a business from ever you wherever you are because let's be honest this is what you signed up for this is the freedom we are seeking and i can tell you what is possible for me is possible for you too so if you are still thinking about going on a work and travel plan it now Either you are a freelancer, go and do it. You have all the freedom to do so. If you have a business that already makes money and you want to focus on growth and building that even bigger, go and travel. And if you want to start a business and you can financially afford to be away for a couple of months and to focus on only that, go ahead and do it. 
plan it because if we don't plan it it will never happen allow yourself to have this big vision allow yourself to dream big it it's okay if it feels ridiculous even to you because this is really what it needs to go and chase those dreams only then if you allow yourself to dream about it you will find ways to get there don't hesitate to reach out to me at any time if you have questions whether it's regarding business whether it's travel or the mindset you need in order to achieve both dm me you find me on instagram fabulous.foundations my dms are open i'm so happy to receive your messages there to chat with you to connect and help you to get one step further and to help you to get where you want to be remember success needs a plan and confidence likes clarity and everything you need to get there is already within you i believe in you a thousand percent